Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Rad Podcast. I am producer Brandon of the Rob Anybody and Don Show. It feels like uh, it's March 74th. Welcome. We did it. We made it through the whole month of March. It feels like it has been an eternity. I don't know about you, but I know that we're all going through this crazy thing called COVID-19. And uh, it just feels like this year is a razor scooter to the shin, don't you think? I do. Yeah. I can, I can get behind that. Sorry. It's okay. I <laughs> think that uh, I, I think we're we're all feeling a little raw, a little emotional. Um, it's definitely uh, got that vibe of you know every every day could be the last one, you know, where something drastic will change and it'll just be a total dramatic shift in in the way of life as we know it. I mean, for people changing their careers, people losing their careers. Uh, people spending more time at home with family. Uh, I mean, just the, the endless things that, I mean, we were just noticing like the smallest things, just watching TV. It was so weird uh, noticing everybody's normal behavior. Everybody's just sitting in close proximity. Everybody's going to restaurants and, and there's just like so many daily activities that we have been conditioned in, in what seems like, like extensively, like we, we have to stay six feet apart. We have to maintain social distancing, which is, you've got to, you got to beef with the social distancing thing, right? With you want to call it like physical separation. It's not the actual act. You made it sound like I have a problem with social distancing. (laughs) I have a problem with it. I miss human contact. I I do hug you and love you and cuddle with you. I know, but it's not the same when you get strangers hugs. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, I don't disagree. Yeah. Uh, no, I, what were you asking me? Just how different it feels uh, and and how we all have been conditioned in the way of being separate and and having to be distant and, and, but noticing the behaviors differently, like on previous TV shows, like for example, we were watching American America's Funniest Home Videos for once. Oh, that's right. And it was a nice escape. (laughs) There was such a nice escape because every Sunday we like to watch, you know, our AFV. Yeah. Just for a release. It's a release. And I, I, and like I, I can get strong, on board. I strong-armed him into that. Like, that's something I have done since I was a kid. Whether I was with somebody or family or watching it alone, I always watched AFB on Sunday night. I can get on board with that. That's a cool yeah, It's right? a cool show. It's just stupid, mindless nut shots. And, but yeah, they're and, But all, the dog videos are the best. That's what you... you, you that's... You Trips stay to for the dog park. You go for the dog videos. You stay for the the pain videos. You right. know, and you leave right after the honorable mentions. Always. Right after they announce who the winners. Never stick like around the, the for top the three videos. It will piss you off. Yeah, it's always a disappointment. It's always mm-hmm. the baby doing something stupid. Something like, that you just, just go, like, It's it's just a baby thing. It's not like that's not funny. They and, fall all the time. Right, and the parakeet or the dog who's licking the peanut butter off the owner's dog's the the dog owner's head while he trims to his distract nails. him. So that the owner can then cut the nails. That's, that's the one that doesn't win. That's hilarious. Come on, that's ridiculous. So anyway, when we, yeah, when it we frustrates start... us when we see the in the dog that's clearly more intelligent than the baby's action, yeah. and the baby wins. You just go, I don't understand. <laughs> so with that being said, when we were we we opened up the show, we notice. Uh, if you've watched America's Funniest Home Videos, you notice how everybody's sitting in, in like this. Uh, it's like, what, it's like a bistro almost. restaurant style yeah. in, the, in the middle like section of it. But then there's like the stands, the grandstands. Yeah. But everybody's piled on top of each other. Everybody's super close. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sitting really tight, knitly. And 
Alfonso Ribeiro comes out and he's like high-fiving everybody, fist-bumping, kissing everybody, spitting in everybody's mouths. Brandon goes, what the fuck? When was this taped? And not not seconds after, it just pops up taped January 2020. Yeah, like (laughs) the showrunners made it a point to advertise at the beginning of this episode, oh, don't worry, this was before the whole coronavirus scare. Oh, you scare. should have seen Brandon. I thought and he was going to come off the off the, the couch yesterday. He's like, oh my God, they're high-fiving. What are they doing? I know. And I, <laughs> but, the, but immediately after when he saw that disclaimer, oh, I was like, yeah. this, is, this is just the epitome of the world we live in now. Yep. Now that we have been so conditioned in watching things and, and experiencing life now with a sense of separation... It's just hard not to notice that stuff. I and think, it's weird. I think for as many sad, awful feelings we're having about certain things or maybe grieving over the loss of certain things, that uh, habits and things we've grown accustomed to that we like, our creature comforts, going out to restaurants whenever we want, the bar's always open, you know, uh, Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Some are still operating. Um, not all of them. So, you know, there's these things that people have these little withdrawals from. And yet, at the same time, there's always kind of been this subculture, especially lately, of this sort of attack on social media, where, I know he doesn't want to, is that better? That's better. Okay. He needed to play with my mic. Uh, (laughs) No, I feel like there's this little bit of um, sort of attack on not just social media, but just all electronics in general and and lately you hear these more like we need to like come together and we need to be like a community and there's kind of this outcry well that's happening right now yeah and it's a wake-up call for some people because i think even some families are learning things about themselves and each other that they didn't know before because they're forced to be in this environment together i think it's going to be really good for some families and i think it's going to be really awful for others (laughs) Not just families. I think it, just even on the individual level. Yeah. I mean, you'll you'll experience that in a community sense. And especially if you do live with your family and you are stuck with your family, you're going to learn some things that you might not like or, you, you know, there's that personality mm-hmm. clash that you'll experience that you can't get away from, but you normally would with separation with school. Going to school. Going, going to, work, to work. Yeah. All that stuff. But <clears throat> I'm going to go time, to the mall. I can, I'm can. i going to get out of here. At the same time as a just as an individual, you can't run away from your demons and you can't run away from the issues that you could normally just, you know, go to the gym and release that energy mm-hmm. or just go somewhere, go to the bar, go to a restaurant, go somewhere social where it's distracting, go yeah. to the strip club, maybe just to, you know, whatever that, whatever it is whatever that you might do. They're anti-vice is what I like to call them. Like, a, like I, I really genuinely... I will make fun of any gym rat all day long and and I'm one that would frequent a gym but I do feel genuinely bad for the people who do use the gym to like maintain their sober life like yeah. that's a real thing and that's another t- that's another thing that um I, I want to have uh, Adrian the uh the veteran uh, artist who is has become friends with of ours great guy through the show great fucking guy and he he wants to talk a lot about his uh, story of re- addiction and recovery and alcoholism. And he, we, we want, I've, I've been kind of brainstorming how we're going to present this because I think a lot of people, especially who are in a program uh, who benefit from the social aspect of it are probably in some pretty tough times. I mean, yeah. going back to where this all started talking about 
how we have to live with our demons. We can't escape them now. We have to live with them at, at home. We're sheltered in place, not just with ourselves, Forced but with our demons. reflection And it is fucking real. I, yeah. I'm, I've been going through this bipolar roller coaster ride ever since this started. Not because I do, I, we all have demons. We all have our own issues that we're dealing with, but it's so easy to be like, you know what? I could just chase this away with a substance or with some unhealthy habit of yeah. watching too much TV, which is like, you know, the only thing we have to do, but there, we, we have to exercise our creative juices, mm-hmm. our mind. We have to exercise the ability to live with ourselves and be comfortable with that. And it's been so challenging, yeah. I think, for a lot of... I know it has been for me, and I'm sure a lot of other people have been have been dealing with that. So I don't want to highlight too much of, like, the negative of no. all of this. No, but we need to talk about but it. But it's definitely good to, like, let the... Yeah. Release the, the pressure valve. Just I, acknowledging it has, has felt yeah, good. I and definitely yeah. cracked this week. Yeah. Definitely cracked. I had some bad days. I've had some sad realizations about friends trips and vacations and just some things that you like they're really kind of first world but also not because yeah. they're relationship based and family based and, and yeah. i just found out that uh my grandma uh is stuck in new zealand which i mean if they're gonna be stuck somewhere <laughs> wouldn't you want it to be like news but it's not home it's and not home. it's my my her daughter my aunt uh lives out there she she married a kiwi out in new zealand so she's now a new zealand also, citizen great guy great fucking guy um and my grandma was out there visiting just prior to the whole country shutting down yep. and she wasn't anticipating finally being she stuck finally there. got to go out there well she's been out there a couple times yeah but but it's, but it's not it's, that easy but now i just found out just this past weekend yeah. uh the weekend of uh may march 75th that she's going to be stuck there indefinitely until the, we can lift these borders. And if they're saying 30 more days until the, the end of April, who knows if she's going to be able to get back and, and before then. And she leaves grandpa at home. Fortunately, grandpa has, uh, we've got some family. Probably he's also, <laughs> well, he, he, I think that I feel bad for him because he's probably pretty lonely, yeah. but, but he does have his like, immediate family there mm-hmm. in the area so he's got his he's also got plenty of things him. to do oh he's he is one of those tinkering kind of guys he's got like, he's he's fine he's got but, some fun hobbies he's a neat dude yeah. I, I i really do like him yeah um so it's it's just stuff like that that you don't really anticipate having to deal with and it just kind of happened so fast it did and yeah. it like i keep trying to find the positive things the positive things. Uh, we I, are spending more time together. Yeah. We're doing more things as a community. We're, we're rallying around each other. And I, I honestly believe that there's there's going to be a shift of, of more compassion and more love and more understanding than there is going to be uh, bickering and fighting. And, and we're all basically leveled to the same playing field at this point. Yeah, I you know people keep comparing it to um, sort of nine eleven. It's a little bit more than nine eleven, and I think the disconnect for me there is you can't stop a virus with a bullet. So absolutely nobody is it's so is immune I, to it, I and it I, literally like you said it, it leveled the playing field. It made us all equal on one level. I don't think that it's fair to compare 
Mm-mm. you know, these types of disasters with oh. other other terrible, awful events in history. But it does, it's, it's those pivotal moments that yeah. make you realize that there's a lot more that we should be paying attention to and yeah. worrying about rather than the day-to-day mundane things that we, we hold so important and so right. precious when, when if we can't even come together as a, as a, as a nation or as a, as a worldwide entity and contribute to each other, then the only way we can do that is by extending our help, our hands, our love and, and whatever those essential services are, and those are the ones that are most important now. I mean, it, it's That's it's like thing. this. Some, this is the most kumbaya shit I can, I it can really ever think is. of. It really is. I also am feeling really bad for the people that are um, non-essentials that have been, you know, considered non-essential and put on like unemployment. How that must be fucking with their psyche. No, the whole. Oh my god, I would. I would ju- I would just lay there like a blob and that, go, there's no, what's the fucking point of me? Yeah, that's one thing oh. that uh, the latest episode of Last Week Tonight with John Oliver on HBO was kind of touching on yeah. with the whole national psyche. And, and that's why we you have to turn off the news. You can't. I, I mean, and in order to say appraised of like the day-to-day stuff, just dip in for a little bit, catch the, catch the highlights and dip back out. Like there's no reason to hang around, linger, listen to people prophesize and, and just aggrandize these ideas of how awful the world is going to be when we come out of this. Keep it brass tacks because I'll read something that'll be like, Oh, the U S is going to recover faster than anticipated. And then I'll read something that says we're all going to (laughs) die. Yeah. So it's like, there's no in between right now. So like the, the one thing that I've been doing is I have literally just been checking the curve. I've been checking in on the numbers. You can literally just Google COVID-19 numbers and it'll bring you an updated live count. Yeah, There's the COVID tracking project. Yeah. There's another good website. So there's just like, just, just check in, be careful. And when the shelter in place is lifted, it's lifted. Mm. You know, that, that's that's just what we do right now. And just like maintain the course because I don't I don't like getting my hopes up and then having them dashed at the same time. It's fucking cruel. <laughs> yeah. And I think that we just have to keep our eyes forward on the site, yep. of, but also being present. And I think there's, there's this funny meme that's going around like the memes are ridiculously funny. Although oh, yeah. right. it's it's like a 24-hour cycle. You'll get some really good ones, and then that's the only ones you'll see for 24, 70, 48 hours. And then there will be a good turnover. Like once Tiger King came yeah. around, that's all. That's the only thing we've been seeing is Tiger oh, King God, the last, all over the place. For like the, the last, last week, it was starting to really pick up. That, that made me go, maybe we need to watch this show. And then this week, like throughout the weekend, it has been like, fucking explosion every single meme every single hashtag everything is it's like the new epstein didn't kill himself (laughs) yeah Yeah, so carol baskin fucking fed him to the tigers that's it's the swap where's your husband carol baskin (laughs) Uh, that's a really great netflix here i mean if you're listening to this and you've probably heard about tiger king or been watching it if you haven't if you haven't watched it, it's a great escape. The one thing that I'm, I've been equating it to, and uh, a friend of mine on Facebook put it 
brilliantly is that it's a train wreck. It's a slow train wreck in slow motion that you can't look away from. You can't. And it is one of those stories that is devastating because the the helpless animals are the yeah. victims, and they they're like nobody wins in the end of this documentary. Um, but it is a perfect display of human greed and just trash people that live amongst us that yeah. that that th- that thrive off of fame and fortune you in the name of animals and and safety of the animals and oh it's just oh my god an image oh it's disgusting and and did you see the chart where somebody was like somebody did a little chart of the people that watch the show yeah or like the people on the show yeah and there was one that was green and it was like um loved protagonist and it's all it's the just way flat, flat line. On the bottom. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, no way, because like Rick Kirkham, it was Kirkham, right? Mm. Like I, yeah, the producer of the, uh, yeah, but he was like, but he filmed he, some of the shit, and that's where yeah. I went, motherfucker, like that's his only thing. Although I don't, I'm pretty sure he said he didn't film the tigers that he was brought up on charges for. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to ruin ones it. That were... I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Okay. Um, the ones that yeah, yeah. I I'm pretty sure that Rick. Maybe I'm wrong. I have no problem going back and watching. This. <laughs> uh, I think Rick um wasn't part of that. I think that he wasn't held. I well, I don't either, know, but way, he was my favorite. There, yeah, I mean, there's we all have our favorite characters. <laughs> he could see the depravity for what it was, and I loved him for it because he was just so calm. He's like, "Yep, yeah. these people were all fucking crazy." Right. So <laughs> why would I burn down the shed? It had my fucking retirement in it. So the reason why I brought Tiger King up is because there's so many great memes out, and one of the one of the good memes that I thought is is kind of optimistic and just makes you think, yeah, don't worry too much about. The, the future think about the past but don't worry too much about the future yeah. and that's uh there are only three days of the week yesterday yeah. today and tomorrow yep and i think that that's a good way of looking at the way we are living now because eventually things will pull through and things will pull pull out giggity but <laughs> that we won't we don't necessarily have to worry about that too much we just need to practice common sense and worry about ourselves and our community Reach out to those that that we might not have reached out to in a while. You know, the the human connection is what's going to bring us through this, and, and with more ease. Say out loud how you're feeling. Like, yeah. just say it out loud. Because sometimes for me, I think communication is going to be a big key to getting oh, through this. Huge. And I, you know, sometimes for me, I won't even know why I'm feeling what I'm feeling, but it's there. So sometimes it's it's, just, it's a period. Sometimes. <laughs> I know. Only once in the last like what eight, nine months. Yeah. I'm we not pregnant. We can't, we can't get into that. We're not gonna hip, get into hip it. Laws. <laughs> HIPAA violations. No, I uh uh I will just be sitting there and suddenly I'll be extraordinarily uncomfortable and unsettled and it was brought to my attention by something that you know, Brandon sent over to me and it was, you know, we're basically going through some stages of grief and I have grieved so many times in my life. I lost a father. I've lost grandparents, you know, all before the age of 25, I've gone through some shit and I had this really, really familiar feeling. And it was the unknown moment of Brandon. Maybe you can recall this, this feeling 
Do you remember the moment after your mom had passed away when you kind of realized you couldn't just pick up the phone and call her again? Yeah. And then you were like, oh, what's the, like, is the rest of my life always going to, like, you know, that unsettled kind mm-hmm. of knot in your stomach? Mm-hmm. That's where I've been. Mm. Like, that's where I'm at for our, like, process. Just right. Yeah. That's where I'm at in the process. And I'm just like, it is a sense of Ooh. grieving. We're grieving the way of life that we've always known. Yeah. And it's never going to be the same. And we don't know what is going to happen in the future right now. We don't know how or when it's going to come back to normal. Right. Like you don't, you don't know when you're going to feel any tinge of normal. Is it ever going to feel normal? Quote unquote. Air I think it'll be a new normal. Yeah. But it won't be the same normal. I mean, it's ever evolving. Every, I know every step, this, every step of momentum we go through and, and the evolution of, society in general i mean we're just a blink in the eye of right of eternity mm-hmm. and our place in the cosmos and the universe i mean you, you you extrapolate it you you get the real panoramic view of what we're dealing with here and you just look at our little spot on the timeline just a fucking speck and so we just have to take advantage of the time that we do have i oh wholeheartedly agree with you that we need to take a time like advantage of the time that we have. I completely disagree with you that we're just a blip on the timeline. We are just a blip. No, we may be in terms of the geologic time scale. Old, I know you're talking about our civilization. It's, it's been a hundred years since the fucking 1920s, only a hundred years and a hundred years before that, we didn't even have fucking oh, automobiles. We, we didn't have the electricity. The world as a whole is like an 18, 19 year old fucking teenager. Exactly. Believe me, I see it. I get it. But what I'm saying is, I think huge events like this do punch holes in our timelines in ways. Like they're they're, they're, they're pivotal moments, like, defining moments. Yes. Think, you sit, think about the saying, like the gravity of the situation, like mm-hmm. that doesn't come from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Emotions have like a measurable response. They are a thing. So our earth right now, we're all generating kind of this same energy, mm-hmm. which is crazy. It's rare that we do this. It's almost always over something sad. World War II, World War One, all of those things. Okay. We're having, a, and pandemics, pandemics are another one. So it's just like. The Black Plague. And, right. Yeah. You know, and but we come back together and things come out of it. Yeah. Recipes came out of World War II. Like everybody found these new things and like these new ways and these new innovative ways to do things. And I think a lot of really, really cool innovative things are going to come out of this. I was just telling Brandon the other day, okay, well, I really want to go to Ikea and I know exactly what I want. I just need one of those roll around robots to grab my shit and bring it to my car. <laughs> Right. Yeah. There's going to be some pretty amazing innovations. I think we're already getting, I think we're already getting there. A lot of production facilities are shifting their, uh, mm-hmm. their, their main product lines to help in yeah, getting supplies. Yeah. Making ventilators, masks, face masks, stuff that are actually needed right now that they would normally so many not companies make. Are doing and I this. think that's, that's amazing because not it. only are they adapting and they're making money off of, off of it, but they're also providing the services that we need. And I mean, oh, and I, 3D I, printers. it's, it's amazing what the technology is doing, but to the other side of that, the fact that we're all slowing down and, and not 
putting so many emissions out there. I, I'm I'm oh. not gonna get into this whole global warming thing, but the fact that we have wildlife returning to it to light, it's been like days. We're, we we've seen more wildlife come. Like they have dolphins swimming up into the canals of Venice, which are clear, and they're you clear can see now. fish. Oh my god, I didn't know that was a thing. I guess that's like the first time in living history that's happened. And I just saw a news story today uh, from uh, March 26, which was like 14 weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> 78 elephants in Thailand have been permanently set free from carrying tourists. Ah! Yeah, As tourism Wait. plummets in Thailand due to the coronavirus, the working elephants are being set free for good. All, that- all 78 elephants at Maesa Elephant Camp in Chiang Mai were set free on Wednesday morning as their owners scrapped the heavy wooden chairs that are tied to the, their backs for carrying tourists. Camp director Anchali Kalampichit, Kalampachit, yes, I'm sorry, I, I, I slaughtered that last name, said that this was the first time in 44 years that the elephants had not worn these seats at the start of the day. She said I... the park will now change their business to allow elephants to roam freely in the grounds Yay! and operate as a place for visitors to observe the animals. They will never wear chairs again. Yo, I'm too sensitive to that shit right now. <laughs> yeah, since they, they started their business in 1976, riding elephants has always been their favorite activity for tourists. I was going to say, I wonder how many of those elephants are going to wander to the other elephant places in Chiang. Chiang Mai is like the center for elephants. Yeah. That's like the epicenter. It's where I want to go. I but I want to be clear. I only want it to go to the facilities where you help care for them. Mm-hmm. Like you go and bathe them and you feed oh, them. Yeah, like, yeah. You live with it's, them. It's not and you riding. Play not, around with them. Yeah, I'm not going to ride them or watch them paint pictures for sugarcane yeah. sticks. I, That's amazing. I just want to see them and hang out with them and you know go swim in the river with them. Since like uh, you do it with your dog. Since we're in a good good news uh, role here. I thought I'd share a couple ones here. Good news, everyone. (laughs) A four-year-old went missing for two days. It was found in the woods with the dog by her side. Uh, Was it her dog? Uh, Let's find out. The searchers found a four-year-old girl who had been missing for two days in a wooden area in East Alabama. The girl was in good condition with a dog at her side. Lee County Sheriff Jay Jones said searchers found Vady Sides after two days of searching the woods. Look at her. She kind of looks like you when you were a kid. Actually, she does. A little ginger snap. A little bit. Author- oh, yeah. She does. Authorities said that the child had disappeared from her babysitter's site Wednesday afternoon. This was a couple weeks ago. Afternoon while they were uh, walking in a backyard with a hound dog. Aww. We took a walk, but then I got too fast and got running and got lost. And then I started calling for Nanny, but Nanny was too far, Vady said in a video or family post oh. Saturday morning. Uh, a member of the search team that found the girl told media outlet that they uh, were searching the woods when they heard a dog bark and the girl popped her head up and they saw her bright red hair. <laughs> I slept by a road one the first night. Then the second night I slept where they found me. <laughs> I love how she totally owned up to it. She was like, I just ran away way too fast and I'm sorry. I called for it. Yeah. That's really cute. I'm okay. Gosh, that's uh, terrifying though. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Elon Musk bought uh, 1,255 ventilators from China and donated them to Los Angeles. Good guy, Elon. Good guy. He's a good fucking guy. Uh Lowe's donated $10 million in protective products to hospitals across the nation. 
Fantastic. Uh, a New Jersey restaurant owner takes out $50,000 loan oh, I saw this to pay one. employees during coronavirus crisis. The owner of Federico's Pizza and Restaurant in New Jersey is taking out $50,000 loan to make sure his employees continue paychecks, uh, getting paychecks. Let's see. I actually commented on this story on somebody's Facebook page. Yeah. I offered to buy anybody in New Jersey a pizza from this guy's place just to support him. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's, she's, a, she's a singer. Her name's April Smith. She's April Smith in The Great Picture Show. I absolutely love her. She, I think she only put out like one solid album. You'll, when you hear a couple of her songs, you'll recognize her. Okay. Um, but she posted this story, and I just thought it was so amazing. I offered to, nobody took me up on it. Cause I don't think anybody there lived in New Jersey, but if anybody lives in New Jersey and wants a pizza from this guy, I will buy you a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> what a good cause. That's awesome. Let's see. Oh, a man set up a toilet paper swap on a street corner. A man in Encinitas, California set up a toilet paper swap after being disappointed in how people were hoarding toilet paper during the coronavirus pandemic. Johnny Blue, a 33-year-old physical therapist and surfer, set up shop and street corner holding a sign that read, <laughs> share your toilet paper. It just inspired me to remind people, listen, if you have a lot of something, that probably means there are people who probably don't have very much of it. Because you look at it all, because you took it all. Can't, try, try to read better. You only missed one little line in that letter. Yeah, one of those uh, important yeah, the, ones. You know, cross the T, right? So sharing it is probably a good thing to keep in mind. Uh, the re response was immediate and positive. This guy came here and said he just ran out and was going to, to a bunch of stores and couldn't find any, Blue said. Somebody had given me some, so I gave it to him. He was stoked. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, so yeah, people are loving it. People are just swapping out that toilet paper. That's a good idea. Community's coming together. This, this is what it's all about. And then uh, John Krasinski, he started a uh, a cool web series, which is a good idea. I, I feel like I can try to adapt it and, and put it together for the podcast, just to keep the good good vibes rolling. He uh, He's hosting a new thing on YouTube called Some Good News. And for the first episode that he did, he actually uh, interviewed Steve Carell because it was like the 15th anniversary of uh, the office. There's no other way you could do that. Right. And so Steve Steve Carell being the silver silver fox, he, he is just looking fantastic. He really uh, is, isn't he? Uh, interviewed by John Krasinski. But the premise behind it is not just to interview other people, but is to share good news. So he just put out on his Twitter page and said, if you've got any news stories or any stories that make you smile or inspire you, send them my way and I'll read them on my Some Good News Aww. YouTube channel. And I thought that's a really good idea. Um, I'm not going to play it for you because I, I don't want to hijack his idea. No. Uh, but it's, it's something definitely to check out and, and be inspired by. Um, but if you have any good news stories that you want to share on the broadcast, I'll put together, put together a little good news segment, Feel Good Corner, something like that. Where uh, if there's anything that's been inspiring you or has been helping you get through this tough time, uh, I think that we should share that kind of stuff. And I think that it would help other people. Um, you, you have your phone out there. What are you doing? Nothing. Oh, okay. You're just watching. I just have fun, fun questions. Oh, you do? Fun questions. Do. Well, get to some fun questions because I want to actually uh, perform a song before we get out of here. So uh, what, what, kind of, what kind of questions do you got? 
If you could time travel, when would you go? Oh. I think it's an interesting question in this climate, especially. I think it would be cool to go back in the time just after, like, the American Revolution had happened and people were exploring the United States, like the wagon yeah. train days. Mm -hmm. I think it would have been cool to see the country pioneered that way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could, I could get behind that. How about you? As a woman? <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> Not I mean, real far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe back to the Roman Empire. As, when, a, as a man as going a, back? A, yeah, as a white male. Yeah. <laughs> Anywhere you want, honey. <laughs> as a redheaded woman, I'm going to the 70s oh, or the no, Roman Empire. There you go. You, you could have been a Greek goddess. <laughs> a Greek god. There you go. Yeah, they loved their uh, gingers back then. I would have been a, uh, what do you call them, a, um, an oracle. They like the voluptuous girl ladies they then, do. too. Yeah, they so. do. They like them curvy, yeah. red-headed, and fair-skinned. Mm -hmm. Got it covered. <laughs> <laughs> All natural. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, let's see. What was your favorite toy as a kid? Uh, my penis. Next question. Stupid! I know that your favorite toy was your Ghostbusters toy, wasn't it? No, um, I think my favorite toy was my bike. Is is a bike a toy? I don't know because it's like that was like my a graduation of mode of transportation. But that was my favorite thing. That's like oh, the hey, thing that I ever always did. Like I, I rode my bike absolutely everywhere. So I don't know. I mean, Why I liked my trampoline. I had a trampoline. Well, because you got a car. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I have a car, but we also. Before this whole thing happened mm -hmm. uh, with the coronavirus, we were so go, go and busy, busy and filling up our days with everything that we need to do and go places and things to see and bop, 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 got, gotta go. Now that I don't got anywhere to go, all I want to do is ride a bike. I know. I don't have a bike. <laughs> gotta get a bike. I don't, I but mean, I, I think I'm we not can. going to Walmart for a bike. No, we can, we can get a bike and we can ride bikes, but I, I don't have one. You don't ride a Three, four, five, six, seven thousand dollar bike, and then go to Walmart to get another bike because you retired from doing that hobby. <laughs> Is that you? Is that yeah, what you did? yeah. I, I, my stomach turns at the thought of getting on a, a Walmart bicycle. I'm like, you're better than this. <laughs> Paid a lot of money for some bikes, lady. Yep. <laughs> so, um, so when you're having a bad day, what do you do to make yourself feel better? Oh, aside from smoking a bowl, no. Lately, in addition to lately, <laughs> lately I've, I've been eating, I've been eating food, uh, oh. which isn't like the healthiest thing. Emotional eater. I have been emotional eating lately. I, I don't eat very much. So when I do, I, I'm pretty picky about it. That's true. But I, but, but I, I find myself doing that lately, which isn't great, but it's also like, there's nothing really else eating? to do. Oh, no, 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 it's not bored eating. It's that made like, me fat. Yeah, huh? Bored eating made me fat yeah, one time. I'm not, I'm, it's emotional eating, I think. Yeah. But when I'm in a bad mood, I think uh, I'll play some video games. Yeah. I'll, I'll pick up the ukulele or something and jam with that a little bit. But I love it when you do that. I can't really think of something like a go-to thing. Yeah. I like to play with the dogs. Like, I'll get down on the floor. And I'll and I'll play with the dogs. That's usually a good that's a good mood escape, booster. Right? Oh yeah. yeah, getting the getting some kitten action. Yeah, get play with the kitties. It doesn't suck to be 
like solid, like sheltered in place with kittens and no, with six cats and two dogs, it's not. They've been uninteresting. Pretty chill. No, but they've been pretty chilly. They have been. I think they they've been stoked to have us home. Heck yeah! I th- I see so this much. meme going around where like cats are horrified that their owners are home all the time, and I'm like, you guys have <laughs> not met my cats clearly because. Yeah. We've got good cats. They straight up all greet us at the door when we come home. Like, where the fuck have you been? Why the fuck are you not home? Mm-hmm. They, like, they race us to bed. Like, it's a thing. It's a whole event at night. So. You got any more of those questions there? Because I, I got a song I want to play. Well, would you rather burp every time you lean in for a kiss or drool every time you talk? Well, <laughs> probably. I already drool when I talk sometimes. <laughs> I have like everybody does. I have like an over re I have an overactive salivator, you know? I do know. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like I I salivate more than the average Joe. So I don't I drool I don't think you already salivate more than the average Joe. Because like I feel like you would spit more if you did. But I don't I'm not a spitter. I don't really like you know I'm not a spitter. I know I know. Like he gets spit. He gets a little upset with me when I spit. And I grew up with these like guy cousins and like we had games of making hangers out of spitters yeah yeah so he's all you should see his face his upper lip turned he's like <laughs> oh my god i married this well i grew up with boys i'm sorry yeah that's okay so yeah no he doesn't he doesn't like the spitting thing like it really well i like it me. when you spit in my mouth right like you like it when that's i spit cool. on your dick that's fun like that's fun yeah but no if you're out in public do not spit in front of Randy. Are, are you taking requests for I'm tonight not. Maybe. Okay. I'll take that long pause as a, as a, as a yes. All right. So before we close out here, uh, I, I just want to say thank you for uh, being a listener to the broadcast. And I'm so grateful to have made the connections I have with so many of you. And uh, this is just one of the most amazing things that I get to do uh, to be able to bullshit, but also provide some sort of release or tension or, uh, and I'm trying to try not to make this sexual, but I really do appreciate all of the opportunities I've been given to be here. And I hope to continue to do this for as long as I can. Um, this isn't like a goodbye, but this is just a realization that I, I need to reflect on that, uh, nothing that we have lasts forever and we need to always cherish what we have and what we love and what we love to do and those around us. And I appreciate you and I want to keep you all around me. And, uh, you know, no matter what happens, I'll always be there for, for you. And, uh, I'm going to close out the broadcast today with one of my favorite songs by Credence Clearwater Revival. Uh, the song is called, have you ever seen the rain? So until next week, namaste bitches.
sound is cold.